0: Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to the Football's Life Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Westland, and uh, usually, got my partner in crime, my boy, boy from the great state of Michigan, Noah Local. He's usually with me, but uh, not today. He's deciding to be a dad. Also, he's just busy. Hopefully, Noah, you uh, got to set up those security cameras around your house today. Get them all nice and pretty, working well for you. Uh, yeah, so I am rocking solo right now tonight. It is Thursday night at like nine o'clock p.m. This is the like eve of our draft. We got um, it's it says three o'clock p.m. Pacific time, so that's like six o'clock Eastern. Um, that's kind of more of a rough formality. Let's try to get everybody in. Uh we have a, a few people in the group that tend to show up a little late for these things. Cough Cough, the guy that has the one on one. Um which which I'll give you some slack dextra. You got you got some business to handle. Uh pizza ain't gonna ranch itself, right? So um yeah. If it starts a little after three, if it starts at three thirty four, like that's fine. We're just gonna be pretty flexible. See see kinda when everybody rolls in. Um but we won't start it before three. We'll start it. 3 o'clock p.m. Uh, Pacific time or later. But I just had to jump on tonight. Had to jump on the mic. Even though I don't got my boy here, there's a few things wanted to go over. We got a bunch of trades. Uh, I don't feel bad for not having Noah here, and he shouldn't feel bad either because most of them are really pathetic and stupid and lame. And I can say that because half of them I'm involved in. And they're not great. They're not interesting. They're pretty boring. So we're going to talk trades, whip through those and, uh, and hopefully doesn't take too long because I want to, I want to spend some time in the mock draft. I want it to be enjoyable and I want it to be something that, uh, I can kind of go in depth with. So let's just, let's just get going. Uh, first trade, uh, I'm going to whip through a lot of these cause I'm, I wasn't lying when I said that they're, they're bad. Um, uh, First trade is between Clay and James Cozier. <laughs> it's no, I'm not even joking when I read it. It is $70, 75 dollars of Fab going to Clay, and Jay Kozier gets the four oh nine. Um, I'm not sure who I like, who wins better, uh, just because, kind of in a dynasty league, what happens with with Fab and in, in those late rookie picks is they're kind of the same. Like guys that go undrafted, you spend Fab on, and so. I guess for Jayco's Cozier, he jumps into the back of the fourth, and instead of spending fab on a free agent, he just makes sure he gets his guy. So I'm fine either way. i pr- I probably give it to Clay a little bit because $75 is a lot of fab, and, and it doesn't happen often. But every once in a while, there's guys that um, do manage to go unnoticed on the waiver wire, and Clay has so much fab now to where he can outbid absolutely everybody. Um, and so I, I do get it from there. Second one, it's probably like maybe our second biggest trade between Clay and Jay Kozier as well. Um, Clay gets Albert O. Um, Oku, Okubuayanam or whatever his name is, and the 404. So Albert, Albert o, 404. And Jay Cozier receives two 2023 third round picks. I kind of project both of them to be late. Uh, my opinion, I actually like this for Clay. I think that Albert O is a little overvalued, but in this trade, I think he's undervalued. Two late thirds next year for the four hundred four and Albert O, like, sign me up if you're Clay for that. And I think that um, Clay's more wooden now, obviously, than Jay Cozier. So I have no problem with it. I don't hate it for 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 Jay Cozier. Like, two thirds are still going to be decent for him next year. And maybe he can package them with with a player or or with other picks to. To move up even higher in the draft, Um, we're going to skip the next one because I want to do it last. Uh, So we're going to go ahead and jump to Noah, Noah Local, and Zach Dykstra. Uh, Dykstra received the two hundred five this year, and Noah received two second round picks in twenty twenty four, his own, and he receives Dykstra's. I am not going to lie; I am a little shocked. Uh, the 205 is fine but even if it is in 2024 giving up two seconds I think that Noah saw this and and it was an easy smash for him Um, that's just it's kind of a no-brainer it's a great flip for him even if 205 is a decent player I I think it's a a great value for Noah and uh, even if he doesn't make those picks he can use those seconds uh, in future trades so I like that one for Noah personally kind of upset I didn't get that offer from uh, from Dykstra, but yeah, it is what it is. Next one, Cedric Wilson for the 402. Um, <laughs> I kind of feel bad for dealing This trade was because he wanted an extra fourth rounder so he can make more bids on my fire sale that we're about to get to, and unfortunately, he got outbid on this one, and so now he's left with the 402. I, I kind of doubt he wishes he had Cedric Wilson, so um, to be honest, I'm taking the 402, so I think DeYoung won this. I just, Cedric Wilson's literally useless and he's got no value to me, but you know, maybe Leisure is correct and, and prove us wrong there. Uh, here comes the fire sale. This is kind of the biggest one out of all of them. Uh, Khalil Herbert goes to Clay and I receive a 2024 third rounder. Uh, Khalil Herbert is interesting. I, I actually, I, I'm i gonna be completely honest. I think I lost in every single one of my fire sale trades. I think I did not win on a single one. And uh, the reason why I say that is because, I th- yeah, like I gave them up for like, this one's a, f- a third, so you'll see the later ones. They're literally nothing. Um, And Cleo Herbert, like, he proved last year that when he did get a chance on the field, he did well. Like, he balled out. Um, He was very, very competent. Um, And so, yeah, if David Montgomery was to go down, Herbert would be uh, a very helpful asset. Um, But the Bears also kind of showed us that, like, when David Montgomery came back, they didn't care about Herbert. He just literally... Disappeared again, so it's a little weird how that worked out, um, but yeah, I like this trade for Clay personally. Next one, Eno Benjamin going to Noah Lickle, and uh, I got a 23 fourth Noah's. Um, I this one, I actually think is probably the closest one out of all the trades. It's actually kind of funny. I said that Eno, I hadn't received an offer for him, <laughs> and you idiots started flooding me with like. Me giving you Eno Benjamin for nothing, like literally nothing, no fab, no picks, nothing, and then when I declined it, thankfully, noah offered this, but when I declined it, you guys were like, wait like that's a that's a trade offer like that's a deal you gotta you gotta take it and luckily there is a better offer on the table but um yeah, Eno's got an outside shot um of of having some value Arizona's a good offense too, to be tied with, so a twenty three fourth i think is is Fine value for a running back prospect that you're just is a lot of tickets. So I like that for Noah, uh, the swap skis between me and Zach DeYoung of Trey Sermon and, and, and picks and stuff like that. Uh, if you look at Trey Sermon's history, his value just keeps getting lower and lower and lower. Um, to be honest, I'm kind of happy not having Trey Sermon anymore. I hate that kid, uh, but the 403 is very good value for a guy that formerly people were drafting the first round of rookie draft. So um, I don't hate it for DeYoung, young, but I'm glad to have that that headache, that eyesore off my roster. Um, these next two blow my mind for completely different reasons. Uh, well, actually, kind of similar reasons. I think the value is insane. How the frick did Zach Vis get both these guys for so dirt cheap? Zach Vis got Zacchaeus. Uh I don't even know how what do you say? Like his first name's like uh o- or whatever. Uh Zacchaeus and Brian Edwards. Two receivers for a fourth round pick in 2024 and ten freaking dollars in fab. Oh, this one hurts. This one hurts bad. I feel like I like both these players more than everybody else in the league, and so for Zachvis to literally just get them for free, it's kind of annoying um yeah,, <laughs> oh. yeah, um, I think people don't understand that Zacchaeus is the wide receiver too for the Falcons, and if like Pitts or London, heaven forbid were to go down even for like a couple games. Like, he's going to get targets. Who else are they going to throw to? And then Brian Edwards, he's kind of the exact opposite where he's a little bit buried on the depth chart. Like, he's four or five for their, like, receiving options. But I think he's, oh man, I still think he's talented. I I love the guy. Um, He just needs the opportunity. And, and maybe he can learn from Devontae Adams a little bit. That'd be sweet. So, this is like... A smash home run for this in my opinion especially for his team where he's rebuilding completely and he has time to wait and see and maybe flip guys like it's a no brainer for him it sucks that he got such a good deal and last for my fire sale Uh Johnu Smith going to Drake for a hefty $1 fab uh- <laughs> Drake was probably like, what the frick? How is this staying up here? That's uh, because, Drake, you were the only one that offered anything. Uh, and so, <laughs> welcome, Johnny Smith, to the runner-up forever team, Drake Lickle. Uh, yeah, enough said about that. Like, <sighs> You know, a man of my word, and I said I'd take the best offer that I got, regardless of what it was. I don't lie, but be- I tend to believe in a- I'm an honorable man. So $1 fab and you Johnny Smith. Apparently, uh, hopefully some of you next time we'll, we'll see that I'm not bluffing and you'll fricking participate in these fire sales because $2 fab could get you Johnny Smith. Uh, the a, a middling fourth could get you a guy that you, that you could like Frick, can't believe it. Um, second to last trade we'll talk about just happened today, earlier today. Um, Tutu Atwell getting picked up by Bolkema and Clay gets a 2023 fourth. I'm gonna be honest, how the frick was Tutu Atwell even on a roster? Like the guy is dumpster trash. I, I when I saw that Clay even had him, I was shocked by that. And then I saw that freaking Tutu Atwell was traded for a fourth. And Zacchaeus and Brian Edwards only got a fourth. And Tin Fab, how the frick does that work out? Like, even even though both of those guys, the Keys and Brian Edwards, they're not like great players. Like they haven't done anything. They've both done a hundred times more than Tutu Owu. Tutu Owu is literally trash. So, all right, well, like, whatever. It's a it's a fourth round pick for Bulkimo. He probably doesn't give a crap. And then. Yeah, I guess Clay, like he gets rid of a trash trash can. So good for clay. I don't think it's gonna I don't think it's gonna stop Bulk of Mud at all, but whatever. Um and last but certainly not least, this is the uh best trade by far. The only one of really any note. And that is between Drake and Dykstra. Drake finally I think uh, I'm not convinced what Drake's doing yet. If this is like a retooling, or or if he's kind of rebuilding. Uh, but he traded away Derrick Henry, which I think he should have, to Dykstra, who I don't think should have taken him. And uh, Dykstra gave Drake Juju Smith-Schuster, or Shad Penny, the 201 this year, and a twenty twenty four second. It's TJ's. It's probably going to be late. Um, so basically, yeah, Juju, Penny, Really early first, I mean, really early second this year, and a second in twenty twenty four for uh, for the Yeti, Derrick Henry. I'm gonna be honest, this one's got mixed feelings for me. If I'm looking at the value, the value in a vacuum, I think I give it to Drake a little bit. Like I think all those like if if Derrick Henry's worth a dollar. I think all those pieces are worth a dollar 10. So like Drake wins by 10 cents and and that's fine. But if we're looking at the pieces individually, like Turk is worth a dollar, none of those pieces are close to being worth a dollar. I don't think Juju Penny the 201 or second in 2024, like they don't compare to Henry. So on on that front, like Dykstra is getting the best guy by far. Um I I think the the reason why I'll give it to Drake is because I think for his team it's good. Like Derrick Henry was one of the reasons why he made it to the championships and the championship and back to back back years. Um but but yeah, he has to get rid of him. And unfortunately, uh if he would have gotten rid of him last year, he could have gotten massive value. And, and this year it just sucks that like, he couldn't even get a first. Like if this was, if this was like a, a first in 2024 and then the two Oh one, just those two pieces. I I would like that a lot more. Um, I actually did offer Drake. I think it was like the one Oh eight in the two Oh three. Um, I think I like that a little bit more personally. Um, I just think the 108 is better than any other pieces that Drake got, but um, I'm also the champ, so people aren't going to trade with me. That's just my life. Um, but yeah, I I think it's fine for Drake. For Dykstra, whew, this is going to be an interesting year for Dykstra. It's going to be a massive one to where... Uh, he might be jumping in, maybe a year earlier than he needs to, uh, to compete. And you know, it's all about making the dance, right? Like if he if he can make the playoffs, and his team is relatively healthy, he's got a solid team, he's got a solid roster, and Derrick Henry helps a crap ton. But injuries happen. Guys show up. That usually don't. Other guys that are good crap the bed. Um and he's got a lot of old guys. Like Aaron Jones can take a step back, lose work to, to AJ Dillon. Derrick Henry could take a massive step back. Lockett doesn't have Russ. He could take a step back. Um who Adams is a little bit of an unknown. There's rumors that Michael Thomas isn't even healthy somehow. Robert Woods isn't healthy. Like um it is a little scary in that regard. Now, he's got Brees Hall coming in. Uh, we'll get to that in a little bit with the with the, the mock draft. But he's got Brees Hall coming in, which, which should help a lot. Um, I'm just nervous for for Dykstra's depth, and this doesn't help at all. Uh, but it's one of those things where Derrick Henry's a game changer. Like I said, he's that dollar compared to all these other pieces in the trade that don't come close. Uh, so if he did, by chance... Derrick Henry goes back to being the Yeti and balls out. Um, This could be a a huge, huge deal for Dykstra. So um, I don't hate it in that regard. And then the last thing I wanted to do, kind of something a little fun, a little exercise. I wanted to go over the first round of the rookie draft. Um, Now I won't go into depth on um, people's teams because I want that to be an episode for, for both Noah and I afterwards. I want I want his opinion on these team breakdowns, and, and that's that's a big task to do kind of completely solo, um, and I don't want to spend an hour just talking to myself in a room with nobody else. So we're not gonna do that. Instead, I'm just gonna do a mock draft. I kind of could I I was thinking a, a few different ways that I could have done this. Uh, one being like putting myself in. Everybody else's shoes and making the best pick that I think they should make, uh, but that's lame. That's who who gives a crap about what I think. Um, I want to instead try to read you guys. Which, let's be honest, uh, we're looking at um, Noah, Zachvis, and TJ. It's <laughs> seriously outside of Dykstra, which we all know who the one on one is, and then my picks. It's just the three of them. Um, so, first off, I'm not gonna do any trades. Like, I'm just gonna predict the the picks based off of who owns them right now. Um, if I was to say which picks would be traded, there's mine, of course. I'm I'm kind of comfortable with 104, but but 108 is completely in the air for me, uh, and and I could easily see myself trading that out for someone uh, on on the clock. Just because it's there's a there's a slimmer chance that that 108 is going to help me win this year, and so I might as well trade that 108 for somebody that like a, a veteran that could help me. So um, good chance that'll be on the on the block. But outside of me, I'm looking at the 103 with Zachvis. I'm looking at Noah Lickle in the uh, in the later rounds at 107, 109. I could see maybe something there. And then, uh, once again, no local at 112. So we'll go 3, 9, and 12. Those three picks I kind of see as uh, as kind of the, the trade bait of the first round. That's just kind of my guess. But, yeah, outside of that, won't, won't do any trades, won't kind of project that. Um, we'll get to it a little later, but not going to do second round. Literally, it's a gong show. Like, I'm pretty confident with these first round picks. I'm um, obviously not going to get them all in order. That's just not happening. But the players that are going in the first round, I'm, I'm fairly confident. Like, there's maybe 14 or 15 total that I could even see really going in the first round. Um, so there's a good chance that I nail all 12. Um, or at least 11 of 12. So let's just get right on into it. With the 101 he got it from the former champ who turned into the biggest loser, Zach Viss. Uh, and, and Dykstra is representing Zach Viss right now with the one-on-one. And it's no secret. It's for, uh, I think, a lot of people, including myself, I would say the one-on-one pick is kind of in a tier of its own, super flex or in non-super flex leagues. And that is Brees Hall. Uh, this doesn't need any explanation If you have the one on one, you're an idiot if you don't take Brees Hall, regardless of format. Now, if I'm Dykstra, I'm pretty sad that the Jets got him because it's the Jets could be okay, but let's be honest, they're the Jets, so they're probably not going to be okay or they're not probably probably not going to be good. Um, So it kind of is a bummer where there is some other landing spots that. Yeah, I, I feel like I wish Brees went to instead. But, you know, you got to take talent. We've seen that over and over again. Take the talent, and that's that's Brees. Now, this is, in my opinion, Tier 2 starts. Uh, and Tier 2 goes on for a while. It's a big chunk of players for me here. Um, So Tier 2 is no It's no secret. He traded up for this pick. He was at the 105. He came up to one Oh two and it's because he's going for Kenneth Walker. Uh, now this is interesting. He's, I think a lot of people's one (sighs) Oh two. The, the closer we get to the NFL, like the, the, and the farther away we get from the NFL draft, I'm getting more nervous. And, and do I buy the whole narrative of like, man, he can't catch worth the lick. Nah, I don't buy that. I think he can catch fine. He's all right. Um, I just don't think he's going to be used that way. I think Pete Carroll is going to use Dallas, uh, DJ Dallas. He's going to use Penny. Um, and, And for me, like Kenneth Walker is, he's a guy that I think will be decent this year. But you're going to have like, you're going to want him because he's probably going to be really solid next year. He's like a Javonta Williams, but obviously not as good because Javonta Williams is amazing. Um, but yeah, I, I just don't see him being incredible this year. I see him being solid, like give you that glimmer of hope. He's going to be a better NFL player than he is a fantasy football player. Um, so for Noah, it's a good pick because he can, he can take the lumps this year and then hopefully Kenneth Walker can go off for him next year. 103. This is where it gets interesting. There's a slew of wide receivers, maybe one running back that'll sneak into these next picks, but uh, a lot of wide receivers. And this is Zach Viss's pick. Uh, Like I said, I think there's a decent chance it could get traded. Zach Viss doesn't really follow college football that well. Doesn't really... I don't know how much research he did on rookies. uh, So I know that his comfort zone is flipping these picks for... Uh, for known commodities for veterans that he actually watches and, and like feels comfortable with. But, let's just say he takes this pick. And uh, we all kind of know, Zach Viss has like a type. And that type is big, dominant, wide receivers. Loves him. Uh, Viss is a, a bigger guy himself. Uh, definitely not as big as this dude, but... Um, I think he goes with Drake London here. And it is kind of just that thing where yeah, he's just that alpha giant body type that Zach Vis falls asleep thinking of and and can't get enough of. And so because of that <laughs> Now, no offense Vis. There's a chance that you just know that London is a giant big Beast of an athlete that was a two-sport guy at, at USC with with both basketball and football. And uh, that's enough for you. That's okay. There's no shame in that. It's okay if, if, if that's kind of all you know. It's not a bad pick. He's a great guy. Love him. Um, but, yeah, that's kinda, <laughs> that's kind of where I think you're going to go with that one. Um, which leaves me at 104. Uh, now, doing a mock draft where I have two picks of the 4 and 8 yeah, I'm probably going to be giving up a little bit of my cards. But like I said, uh, there's there's a tier two here, and it's huge for me. And I don't really care very much who I get um, in that tier because I think they're all really good. Uh, so I'm just going to take kind of the next guy that uh, pre-Combine, pre-NFL draft, he's probably my wide receiver one. Loved him, loved him, loved him. And I've just been a roller coaster of emotions Ever since uh, between combine and the draft, where I don't know, I've loved him. I've been nervous. I loved him again. It's so a on today, May twelfth. I I'm loving him. So we're gonna go with Traylon Burks. We're gonna. He's not the safest guy. Uh, out of out of this kind of tier two of players and in this tier one of wide receivers. He's one of the the least safe players. But he has got a high ceiling. Um and that's kind of what I'm looking for with right now. And uh and I think that he's gonna get some starting starting reps, which would be very nice because DeAndre Hopkins is out for six weeks to start the year, which is brutal. Absolutely brutal. So I really got to just like pray and hope that Traylon can, can step up and ball out. So I think that, that that's going to be my best bet right now. Once again, things can change. Um, Traylon, I could easily see Traylon going three. Like I said, Zach, Vist likes big bodied, strong beast, alpha males. Traylon's a big beast monster. He wrestles hogs for a living with, with a knife. That's what the dude likes to do in his free time. Um, so so he can go three, uh, and then I'd have to audible, obviously. But but yeah, so for this one, Trelon Burks goes four. And we have TJ at five, which I'll go on record and say I think TJ's going to regret trading Noah from two to five because TJ's biggest need is running back. His team, he's got uh, Jonathan Taylor, which, yeah. Enough said. John Taylor is amazing. But Dalvin Cook and Cam Akers are his other two running backs, and it's really nothing else after that. I'm sorry, but Cam Akers and Dalvin Cook have not been the perfect picture of health. Uh, And if you're going to make a deep playoff push, you got to have depth everywhere, and especially at running back. Um, It could be – it honestly could be his Achilles heel this year, no pun intended for Cam Akers, and uh, it could be his downfall. So I think that if, if Kenneth Walker does thrive and ball out for Seattle, I think he's going to be so mad that, that he didn't keep number two and take him there. But uh, regardless, he is at pick five. And he's going to have to take uh, – TJ's pretty smart. I think he's just going to take best player available. He's not going to reach this early for uh for James Cook. Even though he, like I said, he needs running back, and, and he's gonna take who he thinks is the best guy, Garrett Wilson from Ohio State, um, and and I think there's two guys in this draft, other than Breesaw, like Breesaw obviously is, is the best guy in this draft, but from from 102 to the rest of the draft, there's two guys that I think are like literally can't miss. They won't be bad. There's just a zero percent chance that they're bad. They're busts, but they just have lower ceilings. I I just don't see either of them, especially the the latter, the second guy we haven't talked about. I don't see either of them being amazing, and that is Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Uh, and so Garrett Wilson, he's just overall a stud, very good at everything, and, and I think TJ likes that. He's just he's a can't miss prospect. Who might not have the highest ceiling, but but he's just not gonna bust on TJ's roster. And I think he's gonna value that and like that a lot, and he'll pick him 105. Um now we go right back to Zach Viss at 106. And he kind of went a little bit more risky with Drake London, fell in love with that big body. But his roster, well, this is gonna be the common theme for for his picks. He's got one more later. He's just got to go best player available, that he thinks that he wants. And I could maybe see Jamison Williams, but I'm actually gonna go Chris Olave here for him. Uh, you want to leave, especially when you have multiple first round picks. You want to leave not empty-handed. You want to know that something hit in your drafts, and that's Chris Olave. I think he is the like slightly worse version of Garrett Wilson where he's not as he's not as good, not as good as hands. He's definitely not as good after the catch. Definitely not as tough, but he's just so safe. He's not going to bust. He's not going to suck. He's at least going to show up for you and be like a wide receiver two, wide receiver three throughout his career. Um, and I think that's what's kind of nice for Viss is he's got three picks here, and I think this is a good spot for him at the one hundred and six to just take a guy that he knows. If the other two guys bomb, Chris Olave is gonna gonna at least give him something and be solid for him. Um, and that's just that is nice to have in a draft. He, there's, it's one thing to miss on like a Justin Jefferson, but it, it's another thing to. Dr- not only did you pass up Justin Jefferson, but then you drafted Jalen Rager. Like, and that was me. It feels terrible. Now, whoever drafted Michael Pittman, I think it was uh, Dykstra. Was no, it was uh, uh drafting Michael Pittman. Yeah, it sucks. You 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 missed Justin Jefferson, but Michael Pittman's still solid. So like, you're not you're not devastated. You're just a little bummed. But man, drafted Jalen Rager like. That's just depression. That sucks so bad. <laughs> uh, and so that's where yeah, Chris Olave is just that really solid, solid foundational piece that that can be in his roster in the next six years, seven years. Um, okay. Now here's here's kind of one of the first picks I was feeling a little stumped on one oh seven, and I think it can kind of go two ways, but but Noah's got two picks out of the next three here, and so one oh seven, I think. Noah could take running back here, but I think he's going to get a little greedy, which could could bite him in the butt, but I maybe not. Um, and I think Noah's just going to take best player available, and that is um, Jamison Williams. Uh, what's, what's interesting about Jamo, he's probably not going to play for the, for the first little bit of the season, maybe first lot a bit, because uh, he got injured at the end of the season with Alabama, uh, tore his ACL. If Jamison Williams didn't tear his ACL, if he was healthy this whole offseason and was healthy right now, I think he goes around like 103, 104 in this draft. And I think he's the first wide receiver off the board in the NFL draft. But that's not a reality. He had a major injury. He's still hurt, showing up hurt. He's not going to be ready at the beginning of the season. So he's falling. But for Noah, he's got, he's got enough wide receiver depth where he can take... He can take the guy that needs a little bit of time in Jameson Williams, and be patient with him, and, and hope that he continues where he left off, basically, and turns into the absolute game-winning stud that that Jamo could be. And uh, and yeah, like he's he's the best player available probably right now. So, um, yep, he nabs he nabs that guy. Now, one oh seven. 107 108 is probably my tier break of tier two um, and then we start heading to tier three. Uh, it's it's a tough spot. James Cook kind of goes around this area um, and then the other guy is Sky Moore. Um, and so I think pick 789 between Noah myself and Noah again um, I'm guessing that you're gonna get some kind of combination of uh, James Cook, Sky Moore and Jameson Williams and this one, I am taking Jameson Williams first at seven. Number eight to me will be Sky Moore. And then number nine will be James Cook to Noah. Uh, So for me, it is pretty much just a need right now. That's what I'm looking at. Uh, I don't think James Cook can do enough to crack my running back roster. But like I said in the aforementioned 104 pick, my wide receivers are... They're good, but they're not. They're not gonna. They're not playing at the beginning of the year. Chris Godwin's hurt for the beginning of the year, and uh, DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six games. That doesn't. That doesn't line up well for me. So I'm. I'm just gonna have to take the best wide receiver available. Um. And and this is where I'm probably just gonna have to be happy with whoever drops to me at eight, whether that's a JMO, whether that's a Lave, or Garrett Wilson, or Sky Moore, and uh, and so. Taking Sky Moore here just because hopefully he can kind of help be a band-aid to, to the, the, the holes in my wide receiver core right now. And then get to the point where my guys are back and healthy and, I'm, and don't need them anymore. Um, so that's actually kind of simple for me. But I also, like I said in the very beginning, there's a decent chance this pick is not picked by me. And, and I just play it safe instead of risking... A rookie wide receiver to bail me out. Uh, I play it safe and i I get a veteran um so expect this pick to go on the block uh 109 like i said, james Cook no noah, noah wants to compete a little bit here and uh and it's also kind of at that tier position where, where we're we're tearing down again to tier three in the in the draft um and so James Cook is just that solid guy uh he's a little tricky, I'd say. From from rookie drafts that I've been a part of or, or that I've looked at on Twitter, he's one of the most polarizing players where people either love him or they hate him. And so guys that, are hate, that hate him, he's back of the first, even early second. Guys that love him, he's anywhere from four to seven to them. So he's kind of one of the people that I think can really screw up my mock draft is I could see... Somebody ahead of ahead of now, falling in love with him, falling in love with the amazing landing spot of Buffalo, and and they take him at five or six or seven. That that could honestly, that literally realistically could happen. Um, and then there's, but for now there's just, I think Noah playing it safe, hedging his bets and loading up again. He's got that that Jamo Pickett wide receiver where he's already pretty deep with young guys. And so now it's just time to really get his running backs. And I think he's going to continue doing that, actually, in this draft. So James Cook at 109. Um, pass catching back. I think he's going to have a safe floor. But but there's a chance that it's a little too safe. Um, I don't see James Cook being that, like, world beater. But I see James Cook being a – like, he could honestly be that excellent – bi-week or injury filler. So if your whole roster is healthy, he's maybe a flex or he's on your bench. But with any kind of bye weeks or with any injuries that, that come up, he's like that perfect plug-and-play running back um, that can just give you that like eight to 12 points on a given week. So, okay. One, ten. We got TJ. And uh, TJ has gone... Uh, just one pick earlier at one o five. One pick earlier in the draft, one o five. Garrett Wilson. Now, like I mentioned earlier, I think he's gonna regret giving up two because he couldn't get Kenneth Walker. So now he needs to grab a running back because it's just the glaring hole. And I think for TJ, one o five's too early to take a running back. Um, and so he's gonna go with with one here, but it's it's between two guys. And both these guys, I kind of see going in the first round of, of our rookie draft. But which one does TJ like? So we have uh, Rashad White and Damian Pierce. So Rashad White for the Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers and Damian Pierce for the Texans. Now, they're drafted only 16 picks apart. But they get very different situations. Uh, Rashad White is a third rounder to the Bucks, And he's kind of a backup handcuff for Lenny. He might dig into a little bit of his pass-catching work. um, But if Leonard Fournette goes down, which he does every year, like it's wheels up for Rashad White, he could be just a home run play. Uh, Damian Pierce, though, on the other hand, I think he's one of the few running backs after Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker, if we don't include them. I think he's got like one of the cleanest shots at being... The day one starter, like workhorse running back for his team. Now it is the Texans, which sucks. But I, but like that's that's very intriguing. I don't care. It's for the Texans, the Jets, the Bears, what any kind of crappy franchise. A starting workhorse running back is is going to have a lot of value. Um, But I think the way TJ thinks, he's going to play it a little safer. He's going to go for. The guy with the higher draft capital on the better team that plays for Tom Brady. And so he's going to pick Rashad White here um, at number 10. And just kind of, obviously, he's not going to hope for an injury. But um, he's going to just anticipate in, with excitement, I guess you can say maybe. Nicer way to say it. Uh, that if Lenny Fournette does go down, he's going to have just a instant starter. That's just going to, that could potentially say, honestly, save a season. And so that's where Rashad White steps in. Okay. We got two picks, two picks left. 111 Zach Viss. Um, Like we've kind of talked about, he's got a type and his team stinks. Vis has got like, including this year, he's got, I think like eight or nine picks, first round picks in the next three years. Between 22, 23, 24, twenty three, twenty four, he's got like eight or nine first rounders, so he's full rebuild, um, and and we'll kind of see what he does. And um, like like I mentioned, he he likes to trade picks for for players, but um, I think he's gonna make a lot of these picks. And so one eleven, he he takes best player available, and of course there's a guy best player available that drops right in his lap that also fits the Zach Viss wide receiver archetype, and that is Pittsburgh's George Pickens. Uh, And I love this pick for for Viss because George Pickens is a guy that is probably not going to light the world on fire year one. He's kind of down on the depth chart behind uh, Claypool and and the number one on their team, uh, Deontay Johnson. Um, He's probably going to be behind Pat Fryermuth. And he's probably going to be behind the targets to Najee Harris. Or Najee. Najee Harris. Um and so you're looking you're looking at best. He's the fifth option in the passing game to start with. But I think that can completely change going into the year two. Um and he might even surprise year one a little bit, maybe show some some sparks. So for VIS, you're just trying to take the guy with the highest ceiling at this point that um, even if you have to wait a little bit, a year or two, that's okay. That's fine. Um, so it's it's kind of a slam dunk in my brain that he goes pickings here. Uh, and that leaves us last, sometimes least, but maybe not this time. Um, licks, no lickle, going one twelve, wrapping this mock draft up for me. And like I said, I think he's got to keep just... Pounding that running back position, especially if he wants to show up this year and compete in any way, shape, or form. And so, with that, I already talked about him. Uh, I thought he there's a chance he can go 110 with TJ. And that is Damian Pierce. He's been climbing up boards. Um, and, and I think it's well-deserved because, yeah, he's in Houston. He's got Marlon Mack. And he's got Rex Burkhead. Okay? Like, Rex Burkhead isn't the starter. Marlon Mack could be the starter. But if Dave if Damian Pierce even shows out to be decent, I don't see why on earth they just don't see what he can do and give him give him the ball first. Um so so Noah just takes the guy that even if you like Damian Pierce is that perfect player where even if you don't love him, like you think it's a little bit of a reach in the draft. Uh if you're if you're Noah, you kind of just take him because the potential of his value to skyrocket if he gets named the starter. If Noah hates, if Noah hates Damian Pierce, say preseason four, like I mean, pre- the the last week of preseason going to the week one, they name Damian Pierce the starter. Noah can go and trade him for something better than the one twelve this year, and I guarantee you to be for someone better than he could pick at the one twelve. Um, and so that's what's very intriguing to me about Damian Pierce, especially for Noah. Is is yeah he's just love him or hate him he's just got this opportunity that could blow up into so much value uh, so that's where I think Noah takes that um, and and I just I just don't see him needing to to go for a wide receiver based off his core he's got um, quite a bit of wide receiver talent and and a lot of it is is young talent he's got Renfro Devonta Smith Elijah Moore. Um, Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, Nico Collins, Rondell Moore. Like he's he's, it's not his need. His needs running back. He's got Josh Jacobs, Miles Sanders, literally end of list. Ramondre Stevenson a little bit, but frick that that backfield in uh, in New England is it's ugly. Like it's rough. So um, yeah, I think if I was to kind of. Uh, hedge my bets and maybe see um, a few guys that could sneak into the the first round. That's kind of on the outside. It's it's really only a couple guys for me. Um, I could see Jahan Dotson. He's kind of the the big one where um, yeah he got picked at 16 overall in the rookie draft. Like I mean in the NFL draft, um, a guy like him he's going to get every opportunity in the world and there's been so many rumors of Terry McLaurin being traded or or uh, or leaving and, and not not coming back to Washington and being re-signed so if that happens like wheels up for him an opportunity to be the one there um so i could see him easily flying up the draft boards and, and sneaking up here at like 9 10 11 12 um and then the other two are are a little bit farther stretches for me um, i see them more as Like early round two guys, but it's it's David Bell and John Mechie. They've been they're they're also one of those guys where people either love them or they hate them. And the guys that love them will pick them at the back of the first, uh, but the guys that hate them won't touch them till the middle of the second. So, I I wouldn't be shocked if you told me that Mechie or David Bell was one eleven or one twelve. It wouldn't shock me. I just don't expect it. Uh, And then I I really don't expect any of the running backs to. Other than the ones I named to go into the the, the first round, um, all the other guys are they they should be at least second round picks or later. So yeah, and then after that, once we get into the second round, I I ain't doing a second round mock draft because it is a crapshoot. The second and third and fourth rounds, dude, I don't care if you're a freaking wizard, you ain't guessing it, you ain't getting it right. There's not a shot. Um, whereas I'm, I'm fairly confident in this first round, but uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoyed that. It's a little bit different than anything we've really done before. Uh, but I, I love doing it. I love thinking about what you guys think is best for your teams. Um, I will say maybe next year we can do this. It would be nice if more than three people owned all the picks in the draft. Uh, maybe we can get like, seven of us to own some picks in the draft so that i know i'm not one to talk i owned the first five picks last year in the draft so um maybe i can start practicing what i preach but but yeah Uh, best of luck to everybody making picks hopefully they work out for you and uh excited to see tomorrow afternoon slash evening depending on time zone uh, what you guys are going to end up doing where things are going to go uh i hope that I'm wrong on these picks because I hope there's a ton of trades. People make moves. People get the guys that they like, regardless of what Sleeper's stupid draft board says. Um, if you were paying attention, actually, to the draft board, kind of the last couple of weeks. No joke. If you were on, if you were on Sleeper on like Tuesday, Wednesday, and then you looked at Sleeper's projections, uh, their draft board today, it's completely different. Like you got guys like James Cook jumping up like eight spots. Sky Moore went flying up. Uh, Damian Pierce went flying up. George Pickens went way down. Uh, Spiller went up. Algier went way up. David Bell went way down. Mechie way down. Um, Wandale down. Like there, there's it's actually a crazy amount of movement, and all just from a day passing by. So um, don't trust. Just don't, don't just go with the draft board actually do a little research hopefully that you, you've done that beforehand um, and, and actually go just go get your guys so that's always the best way to do things but yeah outside of that I'm looking forward to seeing you guys make your picks seeing you guys enjoy the draft uh, hopefully the last two people Jay Cozier and Dykstra can pay their league dues so we can have a draft that would be nice um, but yeah outside of that just can't wait to get back on here with noah and we're gonna we're gonna dissect each and every one of your teams um talk about what we what we think you guys are doing the the route you're headed whether you're competing or not and whether we think that you you're doing a good job of that so uh thanks for joining me and have an awesome draft weekend see you guys